What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. Hey, everybody. Super excited about this conversation we just had. Um, such a deep and rich conversation on the book of Philemon. If um, I, I just want you to dive into this. I want you to listen to the whole thing because it is rich from start to finish, really diving into just the beauty of the gospel and how it transforms our lives and leads us into a way of life that is so rich. And uh, yeah, we we just enjoyed ourselves thoroughly just talking about life and, um, and, and the scriptures and just kind of immersing ourselves into this story. So hope you enjoy it and uh, remember to like, subscribe and share so that um, the ministry continues to, to go forward and the gospel continue to get into people's hearts. So I uh, hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. What is up? Let's do this. I think we should probably start this podcast by talking about um, your dance routine and the halftime show <laughs> at the Super Bowl party. This was, we did not rehearse this. We nope, did not. we did, <laughs> but I planned it. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay, Fantastic. it's an it's a audio podcast, not a video, video <laughs> um, but I'll just say hood up. The hood was up. That's right. Because Eminem yeah, and I and the rap music were was, friends, was pumping. even though he didn't know it. Yeah, Eminem. I feel like there are several people that I yeah. could make my friend if they just had the opportunity <laughs> to know me. Right. If they just, we had just had the chance to meet. Like, There's a chance like, like, <laughs> they'd want to be my like friend. Like Pam Beasley with the Taliban or whoever it is. I think they would. I think, I they, think would they would like would me if like they got me. to know me. If they got to know me. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. sorry, I threw so, you under the bus. No, there. it's fantastic. Yeah. Super Bowl party. Um, with your pastor, you're just always very, very grateful that network television makes them sing the clean versions. There you go. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. That's where that is. Right. But that was such a fun opportunity to see Koinonia in action, like to see community in action happening uh, Sunday night. Absolutely. I this uh, Where group seasons kicked off and lots of folks getting connected in groups and um, doing doing life together. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's so much fun. It, there's, uh, there's highs and lows to it all. Uh, but it is the beautiful way of life that God's called us into. And, yeah. um, there's so much joy in it. So there was. I'm, I'm there's... loving what I'm seeing and feeling and hearing from, from groups all throughout the week and throughout yes. the city. So yeah. it's good stuff. It Excited is good to stuff. see what God continues to do there. I love how, um, it wasn't necessarily, I don't know, like God plans these things and then we go, Oh, look, yeah, sure. January, our sermon series went right along with the reading that we were doing in Joshua, and your your sermon series was you know tracking right along with what we were reading in our 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, and now it feels like this Koinonia series 
is tracking right along with what we're doing in real mm-hmm. life. Like these things that we're doing, we've kicked off groups and people are getting connected and there's, you know, these different activities happening. This, this coming uh, Friday night, we have a, a women's ministry thing. We have Bloom gathering again. So just it's just so cool how what's happening on Sunday isn't just staying yeah. on Sundays. It's throughout the week. We're really grabbing hold of yeah, what we're that going means. beyond Sunday. Look yeah. at what we're doing there. Bonus points. So, um, yeah, if you're not connected in, in a group and you're local, I know we know some of you, many of you, you know, listen from outside of Jack's and we love you. We're so thankful you're hanging. Yeah. Um, but we're excited about, um, what God's doing here in the community and excited to talk a little more about, um, this past weekend we talked Philemon and is it me or is this, it's a small like book in the Bible. Yeah. It's pretty underrepresented that most people would not even know it's a book in the Bible. <laughs> Am I like correct in that assumption that a lot I think of people would unless, not even know? Unless you were like the little kid who learned all the books of the Bible and you okay. learned them in order with little was, songs, right? I was not that kid. So we were for <laughs> sure that kid. And actually it's funny. I have had to learn to say it, Philemon, as an adult, because I learned as a kid, I learned Philemon, like full, Full like Philemon instead of Philemon or like Phil, Phil Lemon or something. That's like people that call Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Vol. (laughs) Yeah. We're headed up to Nashville. See, but that's, but that's actually how people in Louisville say Louisville. If you say Louisville, they're like, get out. Yeah, the so, Louisville slugger. Right, my my grandmother that's was born in in Louisville. Yeah, and so that's what you had to say. Like she had family in Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that is like super moving random. right along, and we'll just cut that out in post. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I didn't even learn. Like I, as an adult, learned that it was pronounced Philemon. Um, didn't know that you could read the whole book in one sermon <laughs> yeah, why not? of anything why not? Yeah. <laughs> until this Sunday thought that's a cool thing that we didn't, that we just, let's just read a whole book together. I we'll just do it yeah, in the, like eight minutes. Yeah. There's not too many books we'll do that with. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love that, that you decided to do that. Um, not because you were going to focus on the, the whole, whole thing, yeah. entire thing, but because we get this really, it's a small mm-hmm. letter but the message is anything but. Yeah, it's it's huge, and it's I th- reading the whole letter again. It's only twenty five verses, but right. you can dive into the narrative of it, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's always when we really begin to receive the fullness of what God's word is to us from the scripture. Right. Is when we can immerse ourselves in the story. Um, we can really understand what it meant for Onesimus to be in this kind of tension mm-hmm. of he's not where he used to be, but there's some things that God's, you know, wanting restoration and still right. from the past. I mean, right. we're immersing ourselves in this story of, you know, um, what this is like for Philemon and for Paul, and we're immersing ourselves in that, and it just brings to life the scripture. So maybe it's best if anybody hasn't heard the message or heard this text that we do summarize right? for yeah. a second. Do you want to do that? Yeah. yeah so basically Paul is in house prison. He's yep. in, he's in, in Rome. <laughs> he's in house prison and he is the spiritual father of both Onesimus and Philemon. 
Yep, he is guys. he is the this these two guys um who know each other and spoiler alert you find out that they know each other because Onesimus was the slave the servant of Philemon mm-hmm. um but Paul himself is the one who has preached the gospel to both of these men um and and they're <laughs> They know they are now in Christ. Both of these men are now um, in Christ, but their relationship is strained because Onesimus was um, most likely a runaway slave. Either he ran away just because he didn't want to be enslaved anymore, or possibly he ran away because he did something wrong in the home. It, it could have even been something relational. Right, like, right, right. Where he was just harsh with him one day. Mm-hmm. Right? He was just... He, maybe he was um, not abusive, but maybe he got abusive. Right. I right. mean, or, or maybe there was just something where there was just a major fallout, like any relationship. Right. Um, and he's just like, deuces, like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean. Right. I mean. Ain't nobody <laughs> mad at it. I mean, ain't nobody blames him. Right. And so, yeah. So Onesimus flees and, and leaves and... Um, that's when he, you know, he meets Paul. Um, but then this idea that Paul is facilitating reconciliation between these two guys, like is what this letter is about. This letter is about him, Paul wanting to facilitate a reconciliation between them in light of like knowing that they are both in Christ and that they should both share this idea of like, Oh, my sins are forgiven because of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, maybe that means reconciliation in this and restoration of this yeah. relationship. So we have this 20, these 25 verses in, in this particular setting, we're able to piece together a lot of things. And so we have evidence mm-hmm. of like the story and we don't get all the details though. So, um, but man, we want them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I used to think it's, um, it's dangerous to kind of guess, mm-hmm. um, and and it can be. Um, but I also think there's something when we immerse ourselves in the story, we're paying attention to the evidence that's there in the text and in historical like um, content. But w- there's also this sense of wonder that we learn from. Mm-hmm. We learn in this. Right. I wonder what how this why Paul's writing this mm-hmm. letter. You know, so I began to think, was it, I think it was mutual. He's discipling Onesimus, mm-hmm. even while he's in chains. He, he's he's a spiritual father, and so they're talking about like his life. They're talking about right. where he's come from. There's yes. this relationship on what this means. He's, he's helping him process his identity in Christ now, not as mm-hmm. where he's come from, but who he is now like right. in Christ, uh, or the things that have happened to him, or how he got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul's like, probably he's pastoring him and leading him towards a future in Christ. And, and, um, maybe Onesimus in his own heart is like, I feel like I should go back there now. Right. He's my brother in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a Christian for 10 years. He's not perfect. Clearly we had some issues, right? <laughs> right? There's some issues here. He's caught up in the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe so in my own brain, creatively thinking here, I, and based on historical evidence, I really think Onesimus is like Paul's pastoring him through the process where Onesimus will ask Paul, Hey, will you write a letter for me? Cause this is normal in that society Mm -hmm. in this type of situation. Because if, if he's a runaway slave, as 
the some evidence you know points to right. right and maybe he's not i don't know but there's a lot of evidence that points there and, and that even that he he took something paul addresses that he's right. like hey if he owes, if he owes you, you anything yeah. i'll pay it that, that kind of makes us think that it's a it's a runaway you know and, and there's been some wrongdoing there but the maybe uh, and so this was normal in society for this reconciliation reconciliation to happen there would be someone else who who is vouching for them that says, right. hey, there's a change here. You know, I'll pay this, even the pay the debt stuff, that is stuff that is not uncommon in, mm-hmm. in this society. Um, it's a little bit uncommon for it to be someone in prison. Yes. <laughs> but it's also someone who's recognized as a Christian leader, right? right. And who's an apostle, you know, right. um, to the and Gentiles. And who yeah. Onesimus knew Philemon respected Both of them. and Absolutely. cared about, loved, all Absolutely. of those things. Absolutely, yeah. So he would be the perfect person mm-hmm. to do it, um, who Philemon would have received this from. And so... Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I think the wonder is important to kind of you know uh, explore some of the emotional dynamics in the the call to action here. Right. The, not not um, as Paul says, not to force him to do it, but to you know call him to consider and and to see him differently as he comes back and what God might be doing through all this. Yeah, and, and how. God's called us to not be like the world. <laughs> like we don't do things as the world does. Them. Right. You know? And and this is a, a pretty big deal for Paul to say, hey, I'm asking you to receive him. Like when you, when you take this person back into your household, I'm not just asking you to take them back as a slave again, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to yeah. take them back in and be willing to do that and just have this person who you feel like betrayed you or you feel like, you know, maybe stole something from mm-hmm. you or really, I mean, as this possible runaway slave, he stole himself from you is maybe what you're thinking, right? Philemon or whatever. But not just that you're willing to take him back into your home, but you're willing I'm asking you to do that as a brother that I'm asking you to take him back and that you would, that all of the punishment he would receive, that that would be cast away, that all of the ideas of what you would get back from him. Right. So this almost like, um, him making amends for you, right. You're going to, to get your work out of him now, or you're going to get whatever he took from you. You're going to get that thing back. Mm -hmm. Not like, don't take him back because he's willing to come back to you. Like take him and embrace him as a brother Mm -hmm. and embrace him as your equal. Yeah. Um, and I think that that part is wildly Mm -hmm. countercultural in that time and it's still countercultural yeah. now. Yeah, like, for sure. It's wildly countercultural in um, in this time of Rome. Like it's going to be at that point a runaway slave. If you were caught and brought back to your master, you oh, were yeah. publicly flogged. You were or killed or killed or killed. Y- your so, punishment was very. So public. that's why Onesimus is running to Rome. Why he right. flees? And I just love this part of the story. It's just God. It's just mm-hmm. God yes. being God. Like because he's running to hide right <laughs> in like the most populated city where he's not going to be found and go be one behold, of the crowd yeah mm, not so much not yeah but isn't that so the gospel like mm-hmm. isn't that while you're so run, yeah. while you're trying to run that he is god is a pursuer mm-hmm. um and that he would find you 
in the middle of the crowd. Like Jesus did that all the time. He found the one in the crowd. And we were talking about this before we hit record of just Paul's desire had been to bring the gospel to Rome and to the highest leadership, to Caesar, to Festus, like to like come before them. And that's kind of how the uh, book of Acts, Mm -hmm. um, you know, ends. Right. Um, And, in his imprisonment. And so Paul had been longing for what this can look like. And he knew it, it might be in chains. Like, I think he, he saw that coming right. in some things, whatever that meant for him. Um, and I don't think I'll get to preach on this, so I might as well say it now. But <laughs> um, one of the most powerful scriptures where the word koinia shows up is that I may participate with Christ in right. his sufferings and like mm-hmm. in becoming like him in his death. Like that's one of Paul's phrases. Right you know, a decade and a half before he'll be beheaded for the gospel, participating with Christ Mm -hmm. in his suffering Mm -hmm. (laughs) in prison, becoming like him in his death. He would be beheaded, not crucified, only because he was a Roman citizen. Right. And then he crucified Roman citizens. Mm -hmm. Um, So... That, that's just a powerful But we're going to call that a benefit of being, right. hear my air quotes. Right. <laughs> we're calling that a well, benefit I of guess, being a, a I guess Roman citizen. I, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> what I was going to bring up is Paul had in his head and his heart what like his intention and what he wanted to bring the gospel in these high mm-hmm. right. parts of society to make a difference in the culture. Right. And it's just kind of incredible that in the midst of that, while he's there, yes, he'll serve this other purpose, but it's meeting with a slave Mm -hmm. and him becoming a son. Mm -hmm. And there's this personal reconciliation that's taking place that would provide grounds and biblical theological grounds for Christians for centuries to come that... Um, that slavery is not okay. Like regardless yeah. of what this, what the culture says, right? Um, where there's there's a um, there's a freedom that Christ came to to bring, um, and so I thought it was really important to to draw out Isaiah sixty one and Jesus mm-hmm. quoting that at the beginning of Luke um, of his of his ministry in Luke that he's come to set the captives free right. and how. This is a fulfillment of Jesus's mission, you know, yeah. not just in a spiritual sense that he he set us free, but in a very literal, physical sense, um, cultural sense. God wants freedom yeah. for captives too. So yeah. uh, there's so much layers and depths <laughs> to this, but I just think it's compelling and beautiful that Paul had one intention right. for why he was in Rome and God has these layers. And, and I would say the same is true for us. Like we get this like, oh, why, right. like in your head of why you are here today mm-hmm. doing this podcast, right. you know, and we're meeting and you've got other th- things today, but we also got to spend time right before we hit record, just praying with a member of the body and right. like, yeah. And like just praying for like reconciliation in their body, like right. physical healing. Like there's just these layers there to are. God's plan of what we think the agenda is. And God has this very, it's just layers to yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's cool too that <laughs> Paul in his literal imprisonment is talking about freedom and, and really this book I just p- try to, I'm thinking about these three different men, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about these three different men and they're... They come from 
three very different totally walks of life. Yeah. right like these totally different backgrounds and these different like they're all in their own different walk in in their own uh, timeline of their Let's, own can walk. we map it out yes for everybody real quick so Paul was a Jew of Jews like Pharisee of Pharisees Pharisee of Pharisees yeah like Zealous he, for the law, yes, as he says from his own and, lips, and killer of Christians, persecutor. Yeah. And God meets him. In the book of is it Acts nine, mm-hmm. right? Is that is Acts 9? on the road? On the road to Damascus. On the way to go do some more persecuting. Right. right. <laughs> yep. God meets him. Um, Jesus meets him yes. in a very like open, you know, vision mm-hmm. kind of way. Blinds him for three days. Long yes. story short. He'll be converted and believe in Christ and <laughs> do a complete 180 from persecuting right. Christians to being the apostle to the Gentiles, to yes. everybody that's not a Jew. Yes. <laughs> so um, we're here today because of that so transformation. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and he's been following Jesus for, um, you know, a couple decades now, a few decades at, at this point. And so we're at probably 62, 60 to 62 mm-hmm. AD at this point. And so we're just a few years before he'll, he'll again be, be martyred. Right. You want to take uh, talk through Philemon? Well, or, or, um, so Philemon, I mean, I don't, I don't even really know that how long he has had this home church. So he has this church that's meeting in his home that, um, you know, Paul has, helped him plant, right? Like he's helped, he's the one who, who did that and planted this church in his home, but he, as the leader of this home church, right? So we hear that, like he would be considered to be the one that is probably the most spiritually mature over this group of people. He's definitely the Mm -hmm. wealthiest. Um, He's the one that's got enough room to say, come on in and be, Mm -hmm. you know, be part of this. But he is, like that's what he's doing. He's this wealthy dude and he is he was part of Paul's ministry in Ephesus. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. He's been a Christian for probably eight to ten years at this point. So um <clears throat> not a super long time, but right. he's he's been growing, he's making an impact in other people's lives, he's using his gifts and he's right. building you know, making the, the, the body of Christ move forward in Colossae, yeah. And then the the likelihood is that he was this, um, that whatever happened with him and Onesimus happened after he had already been converted. Mm. Like he was already oh, yeah. a Christian. Like this is, like we're, not... we're talking about, this is only a couple of years or right. a year or something like that yeah. that's happened. So he's already that, but like likelihood that Onesimus was converted under his household is not. Because when we talk about, how, or when yeah. we, when we talk about, but when Paul yeah. writes in the book, he or in the letter, he is saying, now he's become useful for both of us. Like I was able to reach him with the gospel here in Rome. Like, I, and now he has become <laughs> useful yeah. to to both of us. So like he wasn't converted while he was in his former master's mm-hmm. home, yeah. um, but so he is new to the faith, but it is obvious how, um, reading through it, it's obvious how radically he was transformed mm-hmm. and rapidly yeah. he was transformed because mm. just that willingness, he's, he's ready to stop running. Mm-hmm. And that is a testament to what 
the like what Jesus has done for him yeah. is that he's well, ready to he's he has read he's ready to stop running he's ready to turn and face um, yes he's going to ask for Paul's help right yeah. like yes he's going to yeah. ask for someone well. to vouch for him but he's ready to turn and face what he did and mm-hmm. go back and not just that he's getting pushed or pressed into that he's if he wanted to he could have run again yeah 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 absolutely could have wow that's so good that's so good that is a sign that the gospel is reaching our heart when we're not afraid to um to do the hard things right you know that he's calling us to do Right. And and it's okay to need help. Absolutely. <laughs> to do those That's hard things. That's a sign of it too. It is because, because he wasn't too proud mm-hmm. to ask for help. He wasn't too um, you know, too timid uh to say, Hey, all right, I think, you know, I think it's time. Can you help me with this? Um, because then also what that made Onesimus is it also made him accountable to Paul, not just to Philemon. Yeah. Well, and, and there's a real practical sense too, and I don't want to get into a whole thing on this necessarily today, but um, like Onesimus didn't have anything. Yeah. Like he he was living probably on the streets. Whatever was on his back when he left. Yeah. Um, pro- whatever he stole, he probably turned into money to eat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's at the end of his road, right? Like he's not just standing, you know, the Holiday Inn until you know, he gets another contract on a new job, right? right? That if he tried to get a job, what are they going to do? You know, they're going to, well, where'd you come from? Right. Yeah, ask a couple questions. Background check this dude. Yeah. I mean, the, it wasn't, you know, um, what's the zip recruiter. There was no zip recruiter <laughs> out there or anything, but, um, people were like, they'd kind of put some pieces together to figure out what's going on. And, right. and that could mean real danger. So he was probably being very isolated. And mm-hmm. so this is not only the right thing that God's calling him to do. And Paul's probably encouraging him to do, not just like, Oh right. yeah, I guess I'll write this letter for you. Right. <laughs> Clearly that's not Paul's heart here. No, but, um, but this is also kind of, it, it, it's what's needed for, for him to move his life forward mm-hmm. um, in a very practical sense too. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and how cool is it that Paul, right. Paul's inspired to, to write this probably from this partnership he has with Onesimus, but he knows that this is going to mean freedom for Philemon. Mm-hmm. He knows that this is going to mean like, Hey, okay, this is something you haven't been able to to reconcile or forgive or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The way that yeah, he writes it, them, yeah. he knows. Yeah, he does. He knows. That's that's this whole thing um, of of the so that you'll like like you'll understand more deeply yes. all the things we share in Christ. Like that phrase to me is just through your your participation in this. Like y- you have a part in mm-hmm. this um, that you're gonna understand more deeply. It's going to be effective. Right. You're living this out, living out the gospel, right. living out grace and mercy and forgiveness mm-hmm. and redemption. You living this out in a very difficult countercultural way mm-hmm. is going to be deeply formative for you to really come to grasp redemption and forgiveness yes. and hope and peace and brotherly love. Like right. you think you understand that now you think right. you're, and uh, you're refreshing. Good... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think you're refreshing people's spirits now. Just wait, brother, just wait to how that's doing that to people 2000 years later Exactly. in a conversation on a podcast. And yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <in America. laughs> right. Right. And it's just, it's so cool to me how he 
it, there's nothing that sort of, I mean, yes, we, we would always love to have more details, but it doesn't feel like anything is just like brushed over. He's like, Paul is so intentional to say, Hey, like this isn't going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It's still what I'm asking you mm -hmm. to do, but it's not because I'm asking you to do it, that you should do it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's because it's the right thing to do in light yeah. of who Jesus is. Yeah. If like, and that's so often, right. We say that like, we don't want you, I don't want you to do that just because you're willing to do it for me. Yeah. Like, don't do it because you're willing to do it for me. Do it because Jesus <laughs> do it because, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like do it because you want to do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how many times is that a marriage relationship? Don't mm -hmm. do that because I asked you to do it. Do it because you want to do it. Will do you it. ask me to do the laundry because you want to do the laundry? Right. Yeah. <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> no, but I, honestly, just even as a husband, I, I find um, I find myself washing the dishes more often, not mm -hmm. not begrudging that, right? Um, but just taking ownership of that and knowing, thinking of my wife and doing it out of love. Yes. You know what I right. mean? And, and that there is a shared participation. participation. I, I was yeah. just like, yes, there's in a shared home, participation. It in absolutely home. is. And, and marriage is really beginning to break down when it's t it, like, we're just thinking of taking mm -hmm. and we're not, there's not this shared participation in all forms and, and varieties of whatever that might look like in everybody's different houses and situations. Right. But, or when we start thinking of what's fair. Yeah. Or when we start yeah. like, oh, the f a fair division of this mm -hmm. or that. Well, yep. I'll do these bills, you do those bills. I'll do these chores, you do those chores. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, back, I mean, yeah. Paul's asking Philemon yeah. to do what is not fair, not to do what F is fair. Philemon, right? <laughs> Philemon, <laughs> Philemon. That's what it was. Yeah. Philemon. Um, yeah. Phil Lemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's asking him like, hey, don't do what the what society says is fair. Don't do what you are lawfully able to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do what um, Jesus would have you do. Yeah. Right? And I think the the grand scheme of, of Paul's discipleship with Philemon here is I, I need you to see life as a as a Christian man, as a spiritual leader, as someone who's making an impact in people's lives. You've got to see the world with a Christ-shaped, Messiah-shaped lens, like mm -hmm. a kingdom perspective. Yes. Um, and I don't think you've seen it, right. you know, yet. And I think if you right. live this out, you're going to live, you're going to begin to see the world in a really rich, vibrant mm -hmm. colors. That's right. Because you're you're not going to see it in, you know, the grays of this world, but you're going to see it in the, the vibrancy of God's kingdom. Yeah of the power of God's kingdom that is <clears throat> a game changer right? for all involved. Well, and at this point, like, right, we don't even know. This could be the very first news that Philemon has had of Onesimus, yeah. right? He has no idea what happened to this guy wow. who ran away, yeah. right? Now, thought. guess what? He, he, you and you and like Philemon, you and Onesimus are going to be in communion in eternity because you are both living in under the grace of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and practice that now. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you're going to be in eternity together <laughs> and eternity is eternal. Like mm -hmm. it's forever, forever. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead and practice that now. And hey, guess what? I have great news for you. Yeah. 
right? That you, that you get to do that, that you get to do that. And there's an opportunity now, right? And I just immediately thought, um, through our fourth core values, like divine vision, Mm -hmm. it it is that kingdom perspective. Mm -hmm. It's seeing life, it's seeing people, it's seeing situations with that. Um, I've never connected that to the book of Philemon until right now, like literally in this moment, but, um, and just what I just said about what Paul is doing, but that's exactly like where God, um, is where our discipleship takes us. That's right. That unconditional love of God that's rolled out in community, koinonia, mm-hmm. um, that is is practiced through selfless, you know, service and leads us to this way of life uh, that we're participants in God's kingdom and yeah. to Him completing that work. And we're so grateful that He's not finished. Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> amen, amen. What a good way to yeah. probably wrap up. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He's not finished, but we are today. He's not <laughs> yeah. finished, but we are. Yeah. We're out we're, dropping yeah. that mic. Seacrest yeah. out. Seacrest <laughs> out. Yeah. Oh, guys, thanks for hanging with us again yeah. this week. Um, if you want to connect with us, if you have questions, you can always email those to info at fathom.church. Um, and if you want to connect with us, if you are like, oh, hey, I hadn't been to church in the last couple of weeks. Groups kicked off already. You yep. can get more information by texting the keyword fathom to 97,000 and following the prompts and we will get you hooked up. You can go on the church center app and see what's there. Um, yeah, but thanks for being part of this community. If you're not part of a group right now, know that like we feel like this is a, a sort of a digital group happening with this fathom beyond yeah, Sunday sure group. Is. And so we're just really glad that you're sticking with us and you're, you're listening each week. So thanks for doing that and we'll see you again next week. Nailed it.